Welcome back to Theology in Action. I'm Levi Hytree, again with Pastor Tony Caffey. How are you doing? Hey, Levi. Good to see you. Yeah, you as well. You as well. So we're going to continue our core values. Did you want to, I can challenge you or you can read it, did you want to touch on our mission statement again? I would love to. No, we live to make disciples who love God and each other, learn from His Word, and long for His return. Absolutely. Levi. So yeah, that disciple-making component there is really important. And that leads us into our second core value. Yeah, yeah. And our second core value is equipping the saints to follow and serve Christ. And I'll just remind and touch on, we did a video on our first core value uh, recently, and it's proclaiming God's Word with clarity and conviction. And I like the fact that that, uh, it does, to me, feel like our core values kind of build on each other. I know there's a little bit of an order for a purpose. So let's just kind of, let's dissect it and break it down, Uh, equipping We'll just start with the first word there. What does it mean? If Do you want to define equipping? Yeah, so it's derived from a, a great passage. Uh, Ephesians 4.12 talks about equipping one another within the church body, and you and I just had some time off camera to talk about some yeah. of the, the Greek behind it. So katartismos is the Greek. It's uh, what's called a hapax legomena, only used one time in the New Testament. And it has the idea of building up and strengthening, uh, you know, equipping. I don't know if the military metaphor is built into this, mm-hmm. but you might think of somebody putting on a military garb, going yeah. off to, to battle, going off to war. And so that's Ephesians 4.12. We're talking about, you know, Paul uh, giving instructions to the church body on how they need each other and how they can serve each other. I think even before that, we can link this particular core value to uh, the Great Commission, and mm-hmm. and that's kind of the tie-in with our with our own mission statement. Because what what does it mean to equip the body of believers um, for the work of ministry? Well, the other word for it, Jesus' word, is discipleship. We're yeah. making disciples. Methetuo. We're um, in in the context of the church now. More specifically, as Paul's fleshing that out, we're making disciples, equip, equipping them. And also, a part of that involves serving one another and leveraging the gifts of the church, the uh, mutual edifying of one another within the church body. That's all wrapped up in this concept of equipping. Okay, I like that. I like that. And you, you mentioned, I don't, I don't know that you said it there, it's actually a noun? Yeah, it is. It's kind of interesting to me. that it, I, I mean, I wouldn't at all think that the word there would be a noun, but that's... Just a kind of interesting side note. Our, we have some words that do that in English. So even the concept of equipping, I think the technical term in English is gerund, when there's that hmm. I-N-G on the end. And we can use that uh, both uh, verbally, but also uh, nominatively, I think is the term for it, when you talk about like training is such and such. That's hmm. a noun, okay. but there's kind of verbal aspects built into that because train is behind that word. Similarly, equipping is the concept, is the noun, but we're to equip is the verb kind of gotcha. behind the scenes there in terms of the action that's going on as part of that noun. So we, at some point, we need to bring a grammar expert in here and, <laughs> and help us work through that. Yeah, I, I, it, I nerd out on the on the language and stuff, but the grammar side of it kind of still makes me stumble from time to time. So the next uh, step there, the saints, we're equipping the saints. Let's, yeah. let's take a step back and not just accept that everybody understands what who the saints are. Yes, good point, because that gets confused. Yeah. So 
just for clarity's sake, we're not talking about the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> um, we're enough. not talking either about those people who have done two verified miracles at least and have entered into a place of uh, almost deified status yeah. within the Catholic Church. Unfortunately, that is a false view of sainthood and the nature of being a saint. This word really is interchangeable with Christian in the New Testament. We're talking okay. about those people who have been saved by the blood of Jesus. They're called saints. Etymologically, that word derives from the idea of uh, being holy or sanctified. And uh, we understand in light of our salvation that our holiness, our righteousness is imputed to us in light of what Christ has done for us. So we're not saintly in our own power. Uh, we're saintly, we're saints because of what Christ has done for us. He has cleansed us. And then I think a part of that as well, the understanding there is that we are in the work of progressive sanctification. We're yeah. becoming more like Christ day by day. So, And that ties in with this equipping uh, concept as well. We have gifts that are being leveraged. We also have, in the body of believers, we have iron sharpening iron, yeah. to use an Old Testament metaphor. We have um, leveraging within the church body uh, the gifts of believers to help sharpen, strengthen, uh, sanctify the saints. So for some, that's the gift of teaching. For some, that's the gift of leadership. For some, that's the gift of service, helps. There's all these gifts that the Holy Spirit distributes according to His will, not ours. We don't get to choose our gifts. Um, and then as we use those gifts, as we are equipped in the way that we we um, exercise them within the church body, then the church body is built up. And it's I mean, we have probably overused this word, Levi, but it's beautiful. That's oh, yeah. the way that God yeah. created the church to function. <laughs> now, you, act, you, you say that, and this is kind of a funny side note. I was actually realizing recently, like, I've really started using the word beautiful all the time. <laughs> I wonder if I got it from you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's likely. What, what would be another good word for it? It's strategic in yeah. the way that God set it up and... Um, you know, th there's also something satisfying, too, when you think about here we are, you know, it's 2024, 2023, about yeah. to be 2024. And, you know, God has been active doing this within the church, universal, but also in local churches yeah. for centuries. Yeah. And uh, so we're, we're a part of that trajectory dating back to the early church um, as part of the church universal, but we're also a local church that's, um, you know, trying to be obedient to the scriptures and, and experiencing the joy of that here verse by verse. Yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of, if I'm understanding what you're saying correctly, you're, we're taking the equipping processes, we're trying to take the each individual's gifts and showing them how to use it in the church body. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, and, and I, I want to invoke the Holy Spirit. Right. So, I mean, the Holy right. Spirit is uh, the one uh, who's doing... The equipping that's empowering, that's um, you know giving us the gifts, using using those gifts for the edification of one another. So we we got to be careful about that, right? For so sure. uh, I think as I've explored my own uh, gift mix and how God has wired me, and then not just my natural gifts, but I would say my supernatural gifts that have been given to me after conversion uh, involved teaching, leadership. I sense the Holy Spirit's power in that as I use those gifts, try to refine them over time and strengthen them uh, by God's grace. 
And I can see as well uh, the way in which those gifts have helped other people and strengthened other people and moved other people along the process yeah. of discipleship. Been, been fits and starts for sure, <laughs> Levi. So it's been, you know, uh, a, a process of learning how to use that gift and how to, to use it for the benefit of the church. But I, I know as well, you know, my wife's gift mix is a little different than mine. I know uh, as well our leadership and mm-hmm. staff here at, at Verse by Verse, we have different gifts. And um, there's the satisfaction comes, I think, truly in knowing how God has wired you, knowing has got, how God has supernaturally wired you, and uh, allowing you to use that uh, for the benefit of the church. Incredibly satisfying. Yeah. Uh, it's something that is energizing. Yeah. I know some guys who are just wired as servants yep. in terms of their heart. Um, I mean, we're all called to be servants. Even leaders need to have a servant leadership mindset like Jesus had. But some people like love serving the body, love meeting a need in the church, or they see some kind of issue in the church that needs needs a little bit of attention. They don't need uh, they don't need a title. They don't need mm-hmm. recognition. They just go and they make it happen, and that's incredibly satisfying for them. So we need all of that. You know, Paul talks in a few different places about the nature of uh, the body dynamic that's yeah. at work within the church. And yeah. We all have different body parts. We're all part of this one body. Christ is the head. And again, I hate to overuse it, but it's it's beautiful the way that God created it <laughs> and the way that we see it working. Absolutely. It is. I, I know uh, for me personally, and I think at some point, maybe when you first came here, one of our first meetings, we briefly touch and talk about this. For me personally, I've had the ability to use some of my gift, <clears throat> gifting outside of church setting and inside as well, thankfully. I've had the opportunity and blessed with that. And just the motivating factor and the even the difference in being able to use it for the body as opposed to just anybody, I personally feel like there's just a difference. Okay, that it feels better. It's more energizing. It's more motivating. It's more driving to for me personally, to want to do it for the church. Kind of a curious thing. How did you come about realizing or learning what your gifts were? Was there any special moment or did it just kind of... Boy, I wish there was a great website to send people to. (laughs) Just go here, fill out this questionnaire and bada boop, bada bing, it'll tell you what you Personality tests. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I don't want to be too dismissive because I've taken um, tests before that have been profitable in some way, telling in some ways it was telling me what I already knew. Sure. But uh, there's been some trial and error. Um, yeah. There's been uh, an, an effort to maybe try to, before I was ready, go and yeah. do some things. And I had, this is part of the goodness of the church as well, some, some older uh, mature saints come and say, you know, let me help you with this, or, you know, here's where there's some some shortfalls in terms of your training and, yeah. and your capability. So, um, you know, my gift is one too that that does require uh, a certain amount of of training. So, I'm I'm a teacher. That's kind of how I'm wired. Um, and then, you know, to teach and to preach in a setting like ours, uh, I mean that that requires training. That requires uh, discipling by other people. It requires maturity in many ways to be able to speak to uh, people in different stages of life. Um, I started <laughs> preaching to a church body altogether when I was 29, so God was so gracious in that, and the church that I was serving was so gracious as well to, to 
allow me to kind of grow up into that role. But uh, it's not always that way. I mean, I would think as somebody who has a teaching gift, before I was doing that, I taught youth. And I was a youth pastor for several years. Um, I've been involved in children's ministry, not as much um, as youth ministry. So I've had avenues to use those gifts. Uh, The leadership gift, I think that's part of me as well. It's it's um, just just something I get energized by. I go after it, and I always like doing it in a team dynamic mm-hmm. as well. I'm not one of those guys that likes to kind of blaze a trail going my own direction. I yeah. know people like that. God has wired them for that kind of visionary, like go after something brand new. And I didn't quite have that wiring, but uh, I love to lead. I love to organize. I love to see people influencing um and especially in the, the shepherd sheep dynamic of elders and the leadership of the church. So I don't know if I'm answering your question. I'm kind of yeah, just yeah. being self-referential with my own journey. But, you know, we've we've walked through that journey, Sonia and I, with her gifts. And she's got gifts of hospitality and encouragement, and she's refined those gifts. She's also, I think, and this has been fun to watch, seeing a leadership gift inside of her kind of grow and mature over time as well. It wasn't as pronounced early on in mm-hmm. life. And and that's a thing, too. I, th- I mean, I think spiritual gifts, we they can be added. In other words, uh, over time, okay. um, you know, I, I'm involved in teaching at Moody Bible Institute. So here I'm, I'm repping Moody uh, on my shirt. Uh, I have a lot of second career folks yeah. who either they're military or they're uh, police or they took an early retirement and they're like, I, I haven't always been this way, but I just want to study and teach the Bible. And so that's why they're at Moody, to, to get equipped to do that. And so I think I think that is part of it, too, is that as we age and over time, the Lord can add gifts. Um, what's been your journey, Yeah, that, Levi? That was kind of part of the reason I, I brought yours up, because I know I've had a unique uh, journey, and I've talked with others um, so first, so I don't rabbit trail too much to ask, answer your question. My journey has very much been, uh, I'd say some gifts has, was pretty evident early on, even outside of church setting. Like it was just something that people recognized and pointed out and, mm-hmm. hey, you know, and put me in roles that this is who you are. This is how, where you fit. This is, you understand how to serve, but you understand how to lead in serving and just that dynamic. And that's been a big part of my life forever. But a lot of it was a lot of trial and error. And, yeah. and the reason I, part of the reason I asked you was there were times that, and that I have hit and I've had conversations with others that I hit walls of, well, is this really my gift at all? Or am yeah. I in the wrong area? And I don't think that's a unhealthy mindset. There's gonna, there's gotta be some level of trial and error. And there are some times I've thought, well, this is my gift. <laughs> nope, yep. not at all. Yep. We we've used to joke here about go try and serve in the kids ministry, and if it ain't for you, it ain't for you. And I've seen a lot of people come through kids ministry. Of they, I love kids, and they get back and work with them. Like that was a lot. Like yeah, maybe maybe not there. Good. I think part of the trial and error is discerning in your own heart yep. what it is, but it's also keying off others Absolutely. and uh, seeing you know, where other people affirm yeah. or maybe don't affirm sure, <laughs> that you have sure. a gift in that area. But I'm, I would advocate for that as well because people get saved here at Verse by Verse. I, You know, we don't spend six months trying to inventory their yeah. gifts or try to gift mix and try to make, you know, go 
go find a place, start serving, see what the Lord blesses, yeah. see, you know, coffee ministry, hospitality, connection team. There's different ways to serve, and and if it's uh, something where six months, a year down the road, you're like, I don't think this is it. I'd, mm. I'd rather pursue this, and then okay, and let's yeah. let's see how maybe uh, another opportunity is available to you. But I want to finish this verse in Ephesians four twelve yeah. as well, because you know to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ. Yeah. I, I think that's a good. Uh, mindset to have, and also an, an evaluative principle. Like, is is are people being edified? Is the body being built up by the way I'm using my gift? Yeah. Um, and you know that takes a little bit of self awareness. That takes uh, some clarity. Hopefully, in times of prayer as well, you're praying that through and trying to think how the body is actually being strengthened, being uh, matured by the use of my gift and. Uh, you know, it, it's a collective thing as well. It doesn't have to be you on an island trying to discover these things or trying to, to figure these out. Uh, we we work as a, a body yeah. of believers. We help each other. We sharpen each other. We pursue this goal yeah. together. We've talked uh, before and even did a video on mentoring and discipleship, and that was very much part of the process was mm-hmm. having met with one of the elders and some of the other people they point out, well, I see this, and yeah, I'm going to confirm this, and well, maybe we're off here, let's direct it here. And part, kind of a funny, I always poke at the personality test a little bit, because I think they're beneficial, but people can rely on them a little too much. The church I was a part of before this in Missouri, when you joined uh, to serve, uh, not just be part of the congregation, but to serve at the church, they had you take a personality test or to spiritual gifting test, essentially, to see where you're yeah. at. And funny thing is, and I, I always debate, I'm like, is it, am I leading the questions because I already have this preconceived <laughs> notion or not or sure. what? But it always turns out the same couple things. So I'm always, I'm like, is this just confirmation or am I leading the questions here? So. It's a tool, I would exactly. say, exactly. and uh, like any tool, it you know it it can be helpful, and sometimes maybe it's not helpful if you rely upon it too much. Yeah, I will say this: one one of the reasons this is one of our core values, and we've built this into the DNA of our church, is that we we really want to have a high expectation of participation mm-hmm. in worship, and when I say worship, I mean broadly speaking, not just singing songs. On Sunday, as important that, as that is, but worshiping through serving, through yeah. using the gift that God has given you. So there is, I think, uh, legitimately a critique against the American church of, you know, 10% of the people doing 90% yeah. of the work. People have a consumer mentality and kind of a spectator sport at church where we just come and we we get served our coffee, we get handed our bulletin, we sit in our seat, and we do that every week as we just... Uh, derive from the gifts of other people something for ourselves. That's not how God designed yeah. the church to be. We're uh, all actively should should have ownership in what we're doing as a church, using our gifts to equip. And um, so, I mean, it's certainly appropriate to do that uh, on a Sunday. Some mm-hmm. of those things, but you know, every other Sunday, maybe you should be the one yeah. brewing that coffee and Absolutely. passing it out. Absolutely. Maybe you should be the one greeting um, and welcoming, or serving in children's ministry, or serving on the worship team, and using whatever gift God has given you for the benefit of the church yeah. body. Absolutely, and I'll, I'll even kind of piggyback off that. Uh, I think that there's a it's 
to test something out and to see if this is your gift and realize it's not is not a failure no. by any means in the children's ministry example if you go serve in the children's ministry and you realize i love to teach but children are it that's not a failure and there's areas like not, i work with tech here at our church i wouldn't call tech my gift i don't know that tech is a spiritual gift per se but you can find healthy appropriate ways to apply what your gifts and are two areas to serve. It doesn't yep. have to just be, well, I'm a teacher, so I've got to go teach on stage. It can it, it can look different. Yep. So. Good. Probably serving Absolutely. would be the the background of tech. Absolutely. Praise God for our, our <laughs> folks that are good at tech because it's needed. So yeah. yeah. So we're equipping the saints to follow and serve Christ. Mm-hmm. What does it mean there to serve Christ? What does that look like? We've touched on it a little bit, but I'm sure you can dig deeper. Yeah, so disciple, uh, a you know, to make disciples, methetuo, mm-hmm. of whom, you yeah. know, is that the right English? Um, we're disciples of Christ. Right. We've been redeemed by Him. It's a, there's, Paul actually uses stronger language than that. We're slaves to Christ, you yeah. know, the doulos term in Romans. Um so we're here to serve Christ, we're here to love Christ, we're here to follow Christ, and that really should be the vision behind what we're doing, not, uh, you know, verse by verse, we're, you know, I think there's a lot of people that can get wrapped up in the church, and without knowing, it becomes, uh, in some ways, idolatry of the church, yeah. and not a focus on Christ. That's that's a fail. So, um, yeah, He's our Savior, He's our Lord, we're committed to Him, we're, we're equipping one another in order to worship, serve Him, grow in Him as one of His disciples. Uh, I think that that last uh, portion there of that core value is really key. All right. I think that is all the time we have today. Thank you for your time, Tony. If you at home are interested in more of what we have to offer at VBBF, you can go to vbbf.org. We live stream our teachings on Wednesday evenings and our teachings on Sunday morning as well. We, I did also talk a little bit about specifically serving in children's ministry. If children's ministry piqued your, your interest at all, we've got a video uh, we'll link here on uh, what the children's ministry here at Verse by Verse specifically looks like. You might check that out. Until next time, God bless. Oh, 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 oh,